The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Ooh, a shiner pour this morning, man. That's the very best kind. Uh, okay, repeat myself. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Winemakers. Oh, I'm that, John Myers with a whole new crew today. This is great. Sam Katuri, Jasmine Egan, photographer extraordinaire, an all-around uh, cool guy, total hipster, James Joyner, and Coral. I did listen to Wilco on the way here. <laughs> did you? Excellent. Well, hey, whatever. Um, and Coral Wang. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Vineron of Maison Plaison. <laughs> did I get it all right this morning? Close. Close. Maison de Plaison. Oh, there you go. It almost... Maison. It almost rhymes. It Plaison. Yeah. It's got flow. It doesn't rhyme, but it's flows. It yeah. rolls off the tongue. Totally cool. Yeah. House Welcome. of Pleasures. Well, you're here in Sonoma, so I can't say welcome to Sonoma, but it's a beautiful day to be here. Welcome we to the 16600 House Sonoma. of Pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> Maison de Plaisance de 16600. Yeah. Second home for so many, and today it's Shumai's turn. Right. We invited Coral here so that we could hang out with Shumai for an hour and a half. Oh, I, I actually told her that. she could go. Right. <laughs> the wine's open. The dog's here. Thanks for joining us, Coral. <laughs> we'll see you next time. It is so My nice. We haven't had you on the air for a while, Jess. No, it's been a while. Excellent. I think last was what, 2019? Oh, God. No, yeah. really? When I, it was like my France. Like oh, when your France update update yeah. from getting back from France, yeah, and we were all just mad and jealous that you were in France that <laughs> and we weren't. So we said, "All right, no Never more Jasmine again. for four years." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad I got it in before in the before times. In the before times, yeah, you didn't have to do Zoom podcasts with us. Yes. My nephew and his wife. She just implying got that back. the podcast was better before COVID. Everything was better before Everything, COVID. I don't think different. so. I'm glad I didn't have any mask nuances in France. Um, it was just fully open. Oh, you were talking about being in France before COVID, not yes. being on the podcast no. before COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not all about you. <laughs> Actually, it is. Now, today, it's all about coral. Yeah. That's how cool. So, okay. <laughs> how do you guys all know each other? Well, and please talk right into that mic. Okay. I arrived in Sonoma in the summer of 21 for a harvest at Magnolia. Um, I actually really fortunately had several different potential opportunities, but, you know, fortuitously and how things fall, timing and circumstance, I ended up um, with the good folks there, Will Bucklin, Jack Spore, uh, yeah. mm-hmm, where we, we make Friends of the pot. many, many great wines over there, including some of the 16600 wines. <laughs> um, yeah, and Sam with his magnanimous personality, we hit it off right away. <laughs> so that was almost two years ago? Yeah. That was two years ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you had oh, started in... Whoa. When You probably started in August of 21. Yeah, I... Um, I mean, we didn't bring grapes in for another two and a half months, but you were you there guys, working no. on other people's mm-hmm. wines. Um, I think those Piagas were the first to bring their wines in that that year. Um, but yeah, I got booted out of my life in France. Um, 
because I had been living there before COVID, and then finally in 2020. How do you get booted out of France? Well, there everything, the embassies were closed. I could no longer renew my visa, so I had to uh, very bittersweet um, say goodbye to my dream that I had had for basically my whole life. Um, Where were you? Yeah, I was in the south of France, in the Roussillon. Nice. Mm-hmm. I hopped around all over until I really, you know, worked hard. When you work hard and you're really nice, I I somehow um, fortunately landed a a job as an apprentice um, first in the summer of 2018 uh, with Domaine Mamaruta. (laughs) Which you brought with us to... Yeah, I brought a few of their wines. Um, We can try this one. I think it's a, a fun comparison to do side by side. I was looking yeah. at the boxes on the table. Coral, and, uh, Coral just didn't bring any wine for us to take. Anybody who shows up to a podcast with two cases <laughs> is the kind of show they're like, oh, man, we'll, we'll book you again. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I don't want to get too into the wine thing right away because I think one of the things about Coral that is really intriguing is that in her past life, she was a fashion maven who worked at Ralph Lauren. Yeah, I, I started there and then I actually... Uh, kind of ended there too um yeah my in my first life my my very first natural trade in life has always been painting and art so um and I grew up mostly in New York so I went to fashion design school at FIT FIT excellent mm-hmm. so I had a oh really yeah yeah love it um yeah I had a whole career in fashion for about eight years in New York but yeah I started at Ralph Lauren at their um Blue Label, then moved on to other places like Nautica and Alexander Wang, and then um, ended up in L.A. because of that. I did a project for Kanye West as well. What were you, what were you doing? Um, so I mean, people, you know, when people, it's like when you say you work in white, yeah. when you work in fashion, yes. what does that what I know does that everyone mean? thinks what that you're you a designer or like there's only one job to do in, in the entire spectrum of fashion. But or maybe um, just like I feel like there's a lot of ironing and steaming wardrobes. Yeah, that too. <laughs> or people think that the fashion industry is just um, fashion shows. Um, but, you know, we're, we're manufacturing, we're producing. And sometimes I, I, I find similarities with this, um, you know, my curiosity and always with like, you know, how things are made. So um, I ended up, I started out doing fabric and leather R&D for all these different designers. And once you start doing one role in fashion, I guess like with many other industries, it falls that way. You keep getting better and better calls for that role. So I continued to develop fabrics, leathers for some of the greatest designers in the country. So uh, definitely afforded me some... Very colorful and interesting experiences. Yeah. What's yeah. Fashion Week in New York City's a wild time. Seriously. I've we been have, four yeah. times and I don't remember any of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we had a, fr- a friend who worked for Barry Bricken, if you even know that name out of the past. You know, Sounds so. like a Garmento, yeah. they would call. And, um, and, and Joan always wears the Ralph Lauren pajamas, so I'm familiar with the brand. What happened to Nautica, by the way? This is a guy from New England. Nautica was like a thing for a long time, oh, and yeah. I think it just went away. Oh, yeah. You think they'd come back probably, now that baggy carpenter jeans are a thing again? Get it at like... Got bought by Walmart or something. Oh, that's true. Oh, you know? Yeah, it's probably still under the you know one of those big corporate umbrellas that own lots of brands. Right. They, I think it's under the same as uh, Vans and Luxottica. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Talk, there's <laughs> like Luxottica or, or um, yeah, right? Isn't that who owns Vans? 
Or Louis Vuitton. The, the similarities be. between the wine industry oh, and no, the fashion industry, VF though. Corp. If, if it's still the same. VF Corp was Vans. That's their company. But they, yeah, they're owned by someone. Whoever owns Louis Vuitton owns Vans now, I think. LVMH. Oh. Yeah. Who also owns a shit ton of <laughs> mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. wine world. Yeah. I mean, that's the the crossover. I mean, I never really thought yeah. about that. Sit around thinking about the fashion industry enough, clearly, obviously. I always thought I should buy stock I in you and I just think I fashion, know. Sam. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sam by Sam. <laughs> he should have a line, don't you agree? I mean, absolutely. We do. There's a they do. There's yeah. a whole bunch of tie-dye. <laughs> 16600 tie-dye. Coming soon to a parking lot near you. Didn't Alice used to make all of those? Uh, yeah, the first, you know, yeah. 500 or so. But... Uh, now that we know a with, fabric sourcing person, yeah. yeah, do some tie dye fabric R and D. Yeah, tight leather. Never mind. I was just gonna say leather tie dye. <laughs> Look out! I moving, actually <laughs> cannot wait to um, get going on my merch, and I, I have all these ideas and. You know, like a, a very well constructed tote bag. Of course, it's going to be all about the fabrics. And then I was like, oh, I even want to make a chore coat for vignons. And then I was like, wait, what am I going to do? Start a whole collection? Like, <laughs> you know, Absolutely. it's just exciting Apparently. to um, expend, you know, previous experiences and and, and knowledge yeah. that could still be utilized and you know and shared with what I'm doing today. I, mean, I think we're all just the sum of yeah. our experiences, exactly. right? So they all just feed into each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like who's the puppy? This is. Oh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> this is Shumai. That's, that's the love of my life. Um, I gave birth to her a few months ago. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you tell? You know, rescue pups are the old, a, that was a only home birth, way to go. Yeah. <laughs> a water birth. <laughs> yeah. And she came out like my little shrimp Shumai. So, yeah, she's been my sidekick and um, the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. So yes, that's what no puppies are. That. She comes yeah, everywhere with no. me. It's like I adopted a all of a sudden a, a toddler, and I was a single mom. <laughs> but I had some wonderful friends like Jasmine. Oh. Yeah, we've had some fellow moms, puppy playdates. Two crazy puppies running around in a vineyard. Yeah. Well, well, they're a good size. Well, match. two puppy moms uh, enjoy a I think glass I've of. Actually... What's in our glass, by the way? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, from the Shiner. <laughs> the, sh- the Shiner for. What are we drinking? (laughs) Before I came on this podcast, because I had been listening to this podcast, remember, before I even knew you, and I was locked down in quarantine in France. Or, or pruning in the vineyard. So you were listening in France? I was listening to this. In one of those Isn't 26 country, uh, yeah. one of those numbers were like, people living in... Listen- yeah. You're the third person it, in France. It terrifies me. It terrifies me <laughs> that people in France are listening to what we're saying. Well, I mean, I, I was American, obviously, but yeah, 2019 and 2020, I was listening to your podcast when I was alone pruning vineyards for 27 cents a vine, oh or, God. you know... Um, just upstairs in the attic, like passing time painting, and and I didn't even know you, and now we're such buzz. Wait, so when you were stranded in France during COVID, pruning for twenty seven cents a vine and painting in the attic, did you also have access to the wine cellar where you were? Yeah, yeah, that I'm making it sound amazing. bleak, um, which <laughs> there were some bleak times for sure, but um, it was definitely like living a dream. Oh yeah, so. Before I came on this podcast today, I was like, my, I, I'm going to be, you know, I want to be so successful and keep these guys on track and keep them focused. <laughs> but I, myself today, am, I'm not going to be able to stand up to that job. And I'm like, I keep hope, keep hoping. They Don't worry, you have me on track, to keep this focused and clean. I think we're just going to leave it to Jasmine. No. To, to bring Jasmine, us back home. In, as always, Jasmine, you're in charge. <laughs> 
Yeah. So what's in our glass, Coral? Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Um, so we have my um, first estate cab. This is my estate wine. Awesome. So it's a chilled carbo cab, carbonic uh, maceration of 13-year-old Cabernet vines that I started farming. This is my second year. Um, it's in Lovell Valley. And for anyone that doesn't know, it's it's this beautiful very special kind of secret valley that exists not that far from the square, just about 10 minutes away from uh, the Sonoma Square. And I... Some but Napa County. Exactly. Oh, this, yes, is yes, Na- yes. this is Napa Cabernet, yeah, this right? This is my Napa Cab estate uh, wine. And I, I call it estate because I farm it, I manage it, I make all the decisions myself, and I produce and bottle it. Um, and I, I live just a few steps away from the vineyard now. Um, also, fortuitously, it all just kind of happened. And then the wineries just down the road. So nothing travels. Everything is all within a few minutes of each other. And it's really, I, I have to say, that's something I'm really, really proud of um, because it's kind of the dream for a lot of people. You could almost like gravity feed from Lowell Valley. <laughs> right? Down, yeah. How did you wind up with your Magnolia? Skateboard it down. How did I? Yeah, so quickly. You're like, you've been here for a couple of years, and suddenly you've got a couple acres of Cabernet and Napa. You know what? Solid flex. Yeah. Where where, where (laughs) is this exactly? So, actually, Sam could probably better describe. So, so Lovell Valley goes up, um, like, past Old Winery Road, past Buena Vista. Yeah. Right. It goes up the hill, uh, you know, wraps around, and, and basically you get to sort of the the foothills of the Mayakamas Mountains, you know, behind uh, Gunlock Bunchu and, uh, you know, Scribe and Rhine Farm there. And so it's, you know, what's the elevation that you're seven, five, six hundred feet up there probably? Something like that. Um, yeah. So it's just this little sort of like pocket valley that sits up there, but at some point across the, you know, the top of Lovell Valley, uh, it shifts into draining into the Napa River and therefore okay. becomes Napa County. Okay. So, and it's, I mean, it's hilarious in the, uh, you know, much maligned road department of Sonoma County. You can drive up there and you're yeah. on Level Valley Loop yeah. and, uh, you know, bumpy potholed road and then it, there's a stripe on the ground and then all of a sudden it goes smooth, smooth roads oh, in Napa County. Oh, they fixed the whole thing? Yeah. The, Sonoma, the grapes quadruples. The Sonoma side, too? They, they did oh, well, that's, year, yeah. that's disappointing. <laughs> well, look at Cavedale now. It's actually nice, nice to drive. Ooh. That's what makes it scary. Scary. Yeah. Those, roads, those roads should be bumpy and potholed to make people slow the fuck down. They're not a very. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's Coral. You're not keeping me on track here. I, <laughs> I never thought you guys Where zip around, and I'm What's just trying to. Whoa, what were we talking about? I never thought Cabernet could be like whole side wine. This is fucking delicious. That is a great uh, compliment. Thank you, Jasmine. Um, I love that it's slightly chilled. It it's so yeah. Pleasant. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I believe you know chillable reds. When you open up a, a fresh, lively, light red and you chill it down, um, I mean, it, it makes it basically seasonless now, and it just, you know, gives you so many more uh, opportunities to present this and enjoy it. Um, the aromas are still there. The flavors are still there. Yeah. So as a fashion student coming from... I, I, st- I want to keep oh, on this okay. background okay. a little bit. I, I think no, it's really I don't interesting. I figure out how you go from... Yeah, oh, a okay. in New York City to, to, to like pruning plants. grapevines for twenty seven dollars yeah. and, and, and listening to our, say because of Kanye and listening to our dumbass <laughs> talk. 
Um, yeah. All right. Let me give you like uh, the the trajectory and uh, summarized. So, fashion, New York. Lived there. Had my career. Really started to not um, feel good about a lot of things in that industry. Um, you know the way the business is done, and it's it's like the second most um, detrimental industry uh, polluting into the environment. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I had gotten burned out. Um, it wasn't what I had imagined it would be. So I knew that I needed to get out. I ended up in LA thinking that at the Reformation, well, I probably shouldn't say this stuff, but you know what, it's all out Why there. not do it? It's, it's fine. Um, I thought that this would be better. It was like the It Girl LA um, eco brand, but it was, uh, the worst experience I've had in fashion. Do you want to say which brand? Yeah, I did. Yeah, the. Uh, oh, I missed it. Sorry. Um, I was watching but you know what? It's by. it's not any. It's not new news. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, and then a lot of life things happened. Uh, 2014, my father suddenly passed away. I decided I needed to not be in fashion anymore. And then, kind of, long story short, I left LA, drove up to the Bay where my sister was living. And I jumped into restaurants, and I started working for Annie and Craig Stoll um, at the Delfina Restaurant Group. Maybe you've heard of them. The, the 18th Street uh, Mission location is really a, an icon, a benchmark of what turned the mission around. So that's how I got into wine in 2014. After like a month of being there, they asked me to start managing the restaurant and take over the wine department, and I not that was not <laughs> in my plans at all. I just kind of wanted to like settle in and and try to you know let the dust settle first month working in the restaurant yeah industry. but you know life doesn't happen that way it's like no 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 coral you, you can't just coast through you gotta keep going um so yeah they uh just i i gained so much inspiration and so much knowledge from the chefs from the wine team from annie and craig and with falling in love with hospitality. And that was the, probably the first experience that I really got connected to how our food is grown and, and where our food comes from because we work so closely with so many farmers and, you know, a lot that we all use here, you know, at Valley. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I really kind of took it and ran. And I was super proud at the end. They were kind of like, you know, boasting about my, you know, training and education. And, you know, I, I, I learned a lot from them and just got really creative and passionate. And I love talking about food and wine. So, um, yeah, it started with them in 2014. Then the same thing kind of happens again in restaurants. Like, you know, I got I got burned out. I, you know, put everything into it. And finally decided in 2018 that I wanted to, I, I had, was going to leave everything behind and, and dig my hands into the soil, make it to France. And I really wanted to stand in the famous vineyards that I had just been talking about and learning about, you know, in Pouligny Montrachet. And I, I just, I wanted to experience it for myself. So that's when I left um, and started hopping around France and Italy. And it's a great place to hop around. Yeah. My goal was to go there kind of like an eat, pray, love thing, I guess, and make <laughs> wine and make love. And I, I thought that I was I was going to make it happen. And it was uh, an arduous road to that. <laughs> but did you eventually succeed in all those things? You know what? I have to say that I did. I made wine and I made love. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times I felt like I was living in a painting or a dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, do you still paint? I mean... So, and this is a question that brings us around to the fact that your, um, your wine famously, at least in Sonoma, every one is, is hand painted, every label. 
Yes. Have you ever met someone so sadistic? But I guess a lot of our us winemakers. <laughs> like every have single that person in the wine industry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, the painting of the own label is like a extra circle of sadism, <laughs> like yeah. somewhere deeper down. Watching you do that over the last basically year, two years. Two years. It's been two. It's two years, and I'm still doing. It. I mean, I remember the first one. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was dope. How's she going to get that printed? <laughs> but you look so happy doing it. Um, and we have a video that Thank I put you. together. I shot you doing the last 12 bottles uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we have a video that we can post. You look really ecstatic as you do it. Oh gosh. It might well, have to do with all the puppies playing in the background, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you made it all so fun, and I was so happy to have you at the ranch. It's a good ranch. Um, yeah, I never intended on this being the process, and I didn't even know that this was going to be the label. I was walking around um, New York in the fall of... 21 right after harvest with shiners and i was so excited to bring it to these restaurants back home in new jersey and new york and then i i finally got tired of bringing shiners around i was like this really isn't like the best way to present myself so i was going to meet um tanya calabrese at netty's house of spaghetti in new jersey who uh, is so dear to me Doing that one anyway, just because it's yeah. fun to say Nettie's house. Is Nettie's spaghetti. house. Yeah, I'm like, spaghetti. I don't know who that is, but I want to go there. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Let's you go. do. Like, you need they some spaghetti. A, I'm going there. Big plate of pasta. Um, yeah, and uh, she's just a special part of my wine journey. We we went through you know so much loving and enjoying and learning about wines, um, but she's also super stylish, and I admire her so much. And I was like, I can't go to Tanya with a shiner, so I. I have like really fancy sprays and cool colors, so I just whipped that up. I I couldn't even, you know, tell you a a, a better story, but like I really just. Oh well, wasn't the thing there like is, a sneaker connection? Or I've something? I've actually been doing this motif um, for oh, I don't know maybe five or six years. Um, I could show you. I found a painting from like 2014 or before that is the same, you know, colors and textures and. And then the sneakers, I, I customize these Nike Dunks, or no, 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 they're Air Force Ones. I don't even know. <laughs> but I, I customize um, these white Air Force Ones for my brother. And in hindsight, I looked, it was like a year apart, and I was like, holy shit, it's the same, the same colors, the same, you know, my, my drippy stees. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, you just like what you like, and you kind of, you know, your style is your style. So I feel, you know, it's consistent and... Yeah, but yeah. now I'm like, shoot, I like, you know, I, I I came out with such a banger. How am I going to follow this up? And the amount of pressure and thinking and yeah, too many decisions, man. You're not going to just keep doing hand painted. Definitely not. With- but um, <laughs> this is going to be my putting my back call out there. I if anyone, uh, any winemakers or anyone out there in this industry that has um, a screen printer, because I've heard that I could get these bottles screen printed, you know, um, in this method. And There's a guy in San Francisco who does skateboards, um, but it's the same concept. It's like the bent concave. Um, so they use a rubber frame. Um, his name's uh, Al from Hal. I'll connect you. Right to oh, like, like a roller or a stand. So it's, it's a, it's, you do the screen and you put it, the frame, instead of being wood, is rubber. So it bends. Oh, uh-huh. You screen that way. It's how they do skateboards. It's how they do. Um, he's done clean canteens. Um, I'll connect you again. His name is okay. from Alan. He's yeah. James Joyner networking live on air. That's, that's what I do. <laughs> Always. <laughs> um, I was just going to put out a shout yeah. to Tim Gatto, yeah. uh, who got a shout oh. out in last the last episode too. Yes, he did. And if there's anybody Design who can uh, take this and figure out a way to put it on a, 
wine bottles more efficiently, not more effectively. You couldn't possibly do it better than you did by hand, but, uh, you know, print them somehow. Save you some. I would also like to mention because I I think it's a big misconception. A lot of people look at this quickly and think that it's a haphazard design, but it's really a very specific composition. I've got it down now where I know exactly where it's going to drip. Like this is all very very intentional. Um, it's not just like a line them up and you know walk walk down the line and spray them. Um, also this, this design has come really far because the first ones, my earlier works, if you look through the <laughs> retrospective, um, the early bottles, I see them and I'm like uh, really cringing, like some, uh, some bars have them up on their shelves and I'm like, please take that down. Like that is not good work, but it's, it's really sweet. There's being sentimental about it, but this is now where I love it. And yeah, if I could get a screen printer or figure out how to produce these on bottles without me doing it by hand. I think you've also plugged into the ultimate wine club benefit. Like if you sign up oh, for the right, wine club, right. you get a hand numbered yeah, hand original. Paint. I was yeah. going to say, it needs like yeah. a, like an Andy Warhol factory kind of vibe yeah. to it where there it's all, go. it's hand done, but you know, cause on I don't want to actually stop. Like I would love to hand paint magnums um, and give those as, you know, for charity auctions, like, you know, I think or dinners and, and yeah. Someday we will all sell them on eBay and put our kids through college. Right. This is my original first edition. I do think that Coral this first Wang. GSM is going to be well, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, so, uh, are we ready to... Oh, we, so let's, we could talk about what's we in talk the glass about, currently well, that we're, I... We still currently have... Myself the, can't stop drinking because... The Cabernet. Yeah. Uh, is with my glass still, but we should talk about your first wine. Okay. Which is from 2021. Yeah. From... Your first, but not your first time making one. Because so, what did you do in France? Oh yeah, so I hopped around, um, got into some weird. You know, I did this program called Woofing. Some weird shit. Yeah, how it goes. I mean, there's so many stories I could tell. By all means. But you know, actually, 2018 was the first time that. You know, my my wine knowledge and career before that was uh, traditional and classical wines in through restaurants that I was working with and the lists I was working with. So I joined a group called Wolfing, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, Worldwide Organic Opportunities on Farms. So you can, Woofers, you were a woofer. I was a woofer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still woof. <laughs> where's, where's she, <laughs> she might as well have a growler. <laughs> oh, I've got two corgis. They woof. <laughs> yeah, she's learning her woof now. Um, <laughs> so I chose through the woofing program to work on organic uh, vineyards. You can choose like dairies, you can work with farm animals, you know, all kinds of things, make cheese. So I just chose strategically the organic wineries that were in the regions that I wanted to visit, typically by the coast and by the beach. So I started in Alsace, um, went to Puglia, and then went to, um, oh, I was in the Chianti Hills, um, and then I ended up parting, that was three months and I should have left, but I did the illegal thing, and I overstayed my my three month visa, and said goodbye to my friend. She got on the plane, and I was like, I'm not done yet. Um, and we then I was winging it. Um, ended up near Toulouse, had a really bad situation, and then uh, found Mark at the last minute at Domaine Mamaruta in um, this is in the Roussillon. So three. Well, should we go to the Should we go to the Domaine Mama the 
Mamaruta. Mamaruta first before we go into the Yeah, I, I keep going off and, and then I'm like, wait, what did he uh, mean? Sounds like Sorry. you've listened to this show before because you know exactly yeah. how to... <laughs> yeah, we're, sounds we're like it's really clear why you're friends with Sam and I. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally on track here. I, I think it's just the vibes that you guys give off. That, it's you know. ADHD vibes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kind of Contact high on our dopamine fixing. <laughs> yeah. Flip <flop> around. <laughs> yeah, it's that Shumai frenetic energy that... As long as no one wanders off, we'll be fine. <laughs> as Shumai <laughs> wanders <laughs> back like, in. <laughs> Thank you, Jasmine. Okay, Ooh. so Domain uh, Mamarata. Oh, yeah, so... 20... I was actually in um, kind of a bad situation, like... It's kind of like Airbnb or Craigslist with Wolfing. Like, you got to really do your research because you could be getting into, like, a weird, sketchy. So my last one was sketchy. It was unsafe. Um, in Toulouse? Yeah, near Toulouse. Um, it was... Although that's a nice city, you know? But it... Yeah, but you could... Isn't that a big I've heard some, like, woofing, woofing... Horror stories. Horror stories. Well, you know what this guy was doing? He was... Um, Abusing the system, he was using students from America and Wolfers instead of really hiring employees. And then, so, and it wasn't organic. It was, it was terrible. Um, so I was like, I need to get out of here. I called up Mark um, on the fly. He didn't know me. They were like, we don't have work until harvest starts in August. And at that what time, of year was this? Yeah. It was Jul. It was June, coming into July. And, and I was, and I told them my situation that it was dangerous. Um, Do you speak French? And now I do. You now you do. Yeah. Did, did you not? That you did not then. No, 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 no. I didn't know any French. I thought I was gonna live my life with an Italian lover, but I ended up in France. Do you speak Italian? So no. Okay, just no. checking. <laughs> you know what? Um, that could make it better. I I know a guy who is dating a woman from Mexico who does not speak English, and he does not speak Spanish, and their relationship seems wonderful. <laughs> Transactional, but wonderful. <laughs> oh, so I had told them about my situation, and they felt they were going to say no because it wasn't the right time, but then they, they had empathy for me because... Uh, Steph, who also works there, had traveled a lot in Australia and understood being alone in another country and not feeling, you know, safe and not having anyone. So they took me in and uh, I just we we spent we lived together, we ate together. And from there, they you know, I, I became his apprentice in 2018. Um, yeah. How did so. you get his number? Through the through Wolfing. You okay. know, one oh, of the profiles, I reached out to them. Yeah. Okay. And it turned out to be. The greatest fortune to come across uh, Mark and Steph and, and the whole life there. And I ended up, after bopping around, I made this little village called La Palme, where we lived um, my home for two and a half years after that. Yeah. I really just... Well, you could have I live here now. <laughs> and, you did, and you did everything with, you know, farming, farming yeah. and production-wise. You know, it really... The winemaking that I knew, it was 90% farming and, you know, the 10% of winemaking happened during harvest, which was super fast, you know, two to three months. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, I, I did everything throughout the whole season and I just learned so much from them. It, it was really challenging and, um, you know, I, I learned so much about myself and I'm so grateful that I gave myself this experience. Um, and if anyone ever, um, has questions or wants to do the same, I'm sure lots of people dream about it. 
I would be so happy to tell you everything, you know, that I learned through my visa research and, you know, just reach out. I, I, I would love to share all that because everyone should experience that. We're, we're, it's I think that Shumai may have uh, made some aromatic contributions oh. <laughs> to this situation. I was like, this wine smells wild. <laughs> Strange. You know, Cash doesn't do that. I told you she's got no manners, just like her mama. Uh, Curry definitely does do that. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Cash does too. She ate a lot of farm eggs last night because. <laughs> <laughs> That checks out. Well, I had to reward her. We, we did a lot That's of vineyard it. work, and she was such a good girl. Wait, What's so if I come help you in a vineyard, I get farm eggs? Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I, well, you have I, to eat them off the ground, though. <laughs> Raw. You'll get Chinese you food. You're, you're all owed Wait. some some Chinese East, food. That's my real love language. Like East Coast-style Chinese mm-hmm. food or traditional Chinese food? Traditional. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, you mean like New York regional? Yeah. Okay, so you're in Sonoma. Where do you go for good food? Oh, yeah. There's no. Um, yeah. That's I mean, I the... go to Petaluma. Lily Kai's is the closest I can Oh, find. really? Yeah. Okay. It's quite good. Um, yeah, as an yeah. East Coast transplant, the Chinese food yeah. situation on the West Coast so far has been dark. At least in Sonoma County. In Sonoma well, County. Yeah, the... I have not explored cities. The the paradox I've found, well, first of all, Sonoma, yeah, I love it so much and I'm really grateful to be here, but it this this is the least diverse place I've ever lived in my whole life, um, ever. Um, so this is a new thing for me, and I obviously grew up eating all kinds of Chinese, every kind of Asian, having an Asian supermarket, um, whether it was all of my mom's cooking or, you know, like just the, the plethora of cuisines in New York. And so, yeah, I, just like in France, because I miss Chinese food so much, um, in France, I wasn't living in Paris. I was living in a tiny village. So I had to learn how to start making the Chinese food that I miss so much. So that's actually when I started cooking oh, really? all these Chinese dishes. Yeah. And then, you know, now, now I'm a better. I've heard that your dumplings are legendary. Than my mom. And They're very good. <laughs> oh, you can make them, huh? She taught us all, oh, all how man. to. Oh, yeah. Jasmine At the Hokey Pokey up. Watch Party. Yes. So, <laughs> no, you, you were super impressive. Like, the, the fastest I, I've ever seen oh, someone thanks. pick that up, because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I made Mine looked like little tortellinis. <laughs> Everything I make oh, looks yeah, like they scrambled like eggs, little, no matter what little, it is. Little yeah. vaginas. <laughs> little vaginas. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Every dumpling has its moment. Um, okay, stay focused. We were talking yeah, yeah. about... Um, what's this other no, no, varietal? I want to no, I wanna go oh. back to something. Oh, yeah. Hopefully not New the dumpling York, vaginas. What is, okay. What were we... Uh, well, uh, New York regional... Chinese oh. food. Oh, yeah. What does that mean in comparison? Uh, again, my Chinese food knowledge is mostly Sonoma County or West Coast, but what is we're talking about New York well, regional Chinese food? You know, if I say that, it's um, I grew up eating, I call it, you know, it's regional, like the Chinese food there and even the Italian food, but in different ways. Um, so there's like East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Italian food that's regional to that. Um, to that part of the yeah, but not like, that part of the not world. Not like a region of Italy. No, like, China. you know. A huge difference between like Boston and the North End. Sure. Yeah, like growing up after high school, eating chicken parm sandwiches and, you know, eggplant parm. It's different the way that, um, and penne vodka, like all of that is different than, you know, some of that doesn't even exist in Italy, but it's like very much our culture. I ate Italian food as much as I ate Chinese food. Um, but if I say regional New York Chinese food, it's a lot of uh, Cantonese based because mm-hmm. in Chinatown in New York, um, 
which is what I could speak of. I don't know what's going on in SF, but um, it's it's mostly Cantonese people um, that had been there since you know my parents and uh, grandparents arrived in the 50s and 60s. Um, so yeah, very Cantonese based, but you can find everything there. Um, here, yeah, I mean, if I could, I, I want to do so much, but I was like, if I could start a, a natty wine and dumpling combo delivery, like, you know, offering. Well, you got your first you customer. Just but, glass. <laughs> <laughs> I would need to set Take up a whole nother, you know, a system for, for manpower and teaching. Well, I guess, yeah, contracting out to Jasmine to help me fold, but. Yeah. She's busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get it. You don't want to share. Her. I, I, yeah, she's in high demand. Um, yeah. Because I mean, when I think of you know San Francisco, Chinese food is mostly like dominated by the dim sum world, mm-hmm. which is very different than what you're so talking. So good in SF. So right. oh yeah, the paradox of being in Sonoma, where it's not diverse, but everywhere surrounding us in the Bay Area is so diverse. With like you know like. Filipinos roll so deep in Daly City, like all over. You've got Vietnamese, uh, all the greatest Taiwanese food down on the um, South Bay, like right. in San Jose and Santa Clara. It's it's wild. And then just here, this. you know, I'm uh, I'm really lucky. Emma Emma Lip, the chef owner at Valley, she's such a you know champion and 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 you know just a patron of like. Uh, learning about Sonoma history and, and championing, um, you know, other people's voices, um, because she, she's so dynamic, but she really cares, um, alongside me to want to deep dive into the history of Chinese in Sonoma, which there's so much to uncover. And Super deep. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard a lot, especially in the vineyards, but, um, so our project started, our idea started because of that, um, um, uh, and then we want to, you know, we're going to turn this into a Liberty Farms baking duck dinner at Valley um, with my wines and my, my family's Chinese recipes. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah. I want to go to that. That dinner's sold yeah. out. Well, I'm sorry. If I, you're listening in podcast, man, there's no seats available. Yes, so We've taken them all. I, I've I'm texting been, Tanner right now. I'm like, I'm in. I've been teasing everyone about this for months because we were so stoked. And then, you know, uh, we were like, we just want to do it right. And we're trying to reach out to like investigate, like reach out to the Sonoma Historical Society, um, visit Buena Vista. I know they've got a lot of photos of the Chinese that were here in the 1850s and 60s um, that they were all the ones that were building the vineyards and um, the wineries, making making the wine. Yeah. This is the video we were talking about. Sam, what's the deal with the Chinese caves? We talked about doing like a little like... Mm -hmm. There's supposed to be caves around here? I mean, there's lots of caves all over the mountains. Um, Oh, I'm talking under the city. In Sonoma? Like a tunnel network? I've that between... Yes, under the square. Okay, And the Chinese would like live there, like have leisure time and play cards and mahjong under the square in tunnels. I love it. Fine. Great story. But I've never yeah. heard this before. Yeah. Do you know how to get into these tunnels? Asking for there's a, a friend. There's a oh, secret there passageway. Yeah, there I'm are. sure there's in a stairwell valley. underneath Valley. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of hidden. There's history. also that's where the ghosts live. There's too. a tunnel from like Girl in the Fig to El Dorado Kitchen. Um. Like. What the? Well, I'm going so spelunking yeah. today. <laughs> We're gonna the do some. Story I heard. Urban. Not urban exploring. American history, but right. yeah. Um, to yeah. hide certain. Diverse workers from being seen, um, but yeah. apparently there's a whole grid of tunnels uh, under the plaza. Mm-hmm. 
That's fucking rad. I know it. Sonoma Disco. At the radio station, our, wi- our Wi-Fi is Chinese, China caves, so. Is it? Yeah, it's very interesting. Oh, my well, God. Well, there's also, like, caves all through the mountains that were dug in the time of, you know, the influx of, of Chinese immigrant laborers. Uh, you know, from they did all the, the dangerous work that the railroads town. Were the railroads. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the backbreaking. You know, you know. Um, my, the story that I always knew growing up, like across the Mayakamas Mountains, Moon Mountain District, when that was, you know, now we think of it as like you know, fairly rug, you know, super rugged, mostly unpopulated. Uh, that was all farmed. Uh, you know, that whole like plateau from from the. Um, from Moon Hollow, Cayman, Repree, there was vineyards up there, there was sheep up there, and what, you know, the story I grew up with was these, there was rock walls everywhere Mm -hmm. that were built by Chinese people, Mm -hmm. Um, and the cool thing was that after the fire in 17, when, you know, all these fields burned, more of these walls were exposed because there was, you know, 200 years of, of or 150 years of, you know, duff and dry grass and fallen trees that had piled up against them and that all burned out. So then the, you know, the these walls were back at a height that would keep sheep in, you know, back to, you know, waist high or whatever. So, yeah, all over, all over the Mayakamas Mountains. Is that what was at Mayakamas Winery, that master class where they... Like hiked out and found all those. That was a uh, that was more of like a uh, a personal collection bootlegging. Okay. Well, that, and that's okay. what the caves that I know of. If, on you know, there's some that were like construction related to Cavedale Road, mm-hmm. um, but the caves that I know of in Sonoma were all prohibition based. You know, it's where I'm you just going to say if anybody listening to this knows of some secret caves yeah. or tunnels in Sonoma that we could go check out, they should reach out to the podcast. <laughs> Actually, James you, at James J James yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't even try to figure that out. You'll definitely get it wrong. Just hit up Sam. He knows where I am. I do want to um, put out the back call um, for any historians in Sonoma, you know, that have these stories, because I think that's at this point, you know, that's really it's it's um, you know it's stories that are being told um, that you know through neighbors, through people that that have lived here for generations, but. Um, other than that, you know, the history of Chinese in Sonoma is not um, either known at all or not talked about and or not um, represented, which is, you know, that that definitely seems like something that we, you know, um, we're, we should uncover, um, rightfully so. And um, I'm not from here, um, and neither were those Chinese folks that were here, um, but I think it's somehow kind Neither of any of the white people that are here. Right. Um, and I, I feel like a, some, you know, like a duty. I feel like it's somehow poetic that I ended up here. Um, and now I'm farming, um, my own vineyard in the same land that these people were. And so it's, it's like, um, you know, I have a, a responsibility almost if anyone's going to, um, want to share these stories and, and dig deep. Um, it has to be me. It should be me. Because who else, if, it's, if not for me or, you know, wonderful people like Emma and, and the folks at Valley that want to help me tell this story, then, then who will? Well, I think that's one of the things that was so exciting when we were talking about this. Up you can come on the podcast and talk about it. Is, um, mm-hmm. is you know, <laughs> yeah. as a person who spends a lot of time thinking about wine marketing, it's such a banal and boring and whitewashed space. 
Um, and even when it's not, it still seems to. Thanks, you said they, it. They really seem to like. Like, <laughs> let's have a slow pan of a vineyard. Okay, shoot me. Um, but um, you I know, saw a great video on Instagram that was oh wine marketing. Dude, that was out of hand. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Somebody later. clearly just used AI and was like, "Man, it's good to go." It's flavorsome. It's flavorsome. <laughs> anyway, uh, and, and it probably is. But uh, so I think the chance to. Um, whether from an individual brand perspective or just an educational perspective, show the through line through all of the ethnicities and all of the the crazy history that involves winemaking in Sonoma, like starting back at the beginning to now is really intriguing and really something that I guess I'm shocked and a little ashamed that some of the bigger wineries with the bigger marketing budgets haven't already done. I mean, to be frank, it's a form of racism to not, um, you know, to, to, to hide or just kind of leave out um, history. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, told, I mean, the history that we talk about, and, you know, you still the names of the vineyards. It's about the Italian immigrants who came oh, yeah, here. Absolutely. Essentially and a German. generation yeah. after. Hungarian? Or, 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 you know, or hired. Oh, the Hungarians, yeah. yeah. Or hired the Chinese immigrants who, you know, are essentially indentured servants and worked the worst possible jobs on the railroads mm. and then came to Sonoma and, you know, probably all over Northern California, frankly, but mm -hmm. you know, talk, uh, to do these jobs and be exploited and then literally were kicked out of the country. Wait, exactly, you mean yeah. that wine in Sonoma didn't start with white people with wide brimmed hats and a big smile? <laughs> and bespoke boots? And, and <laughs> actually started with the Hungarians, either. James. Huh? Hungarian. Harris thing. Yeah. Le, um, like Buena Vista. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, the Chinese folks made um, less money. They, they, um, they gained less money than the other white folks that were here. So then... Um, uh, what was his name from Buena Vista? He was a big um, heresy. Yeah, proponent heresy, proponent of um, employing the Chinese um, for their skill and their labor, and so much so that the the white people in town um, and the surrounding areas um, start to really their animosity built up and the racism and and wanting to kick these Chinese people out and and heresy even started carrying a gun to work because. Um, the, the town people would uh, threaten him. Um, Bunch of pissy assholes. And then assholes eventually, the, the Chinese were, you know, pushed out and, and exiled out, um, just like what's happening in the rest of the country. And you know, n not that we should necessarily defend everything that Harristy did. It was also a known Understood. charlatan, yeah. and uh, you know. So. Oh hey, hey, and right, even but the, he did, you know, even the count name. The title is certainly, <laughs> certainly suspect. I just think it's really surprising that um, some sort of swindler was drawn to the wine industry. That's so weird. Shocking. <laughs> Whoa. Um, Chris Cattrall mentioned, maybe you know too. Count Charles Banks. Was, um, he was saying, because the Bedrock <laughs> Vineyard is from the 1800s. It's, right. It's first over, plant, 100, first planting. Like 100, over 130 years old. Yeah, at, at, at least. Well, it's 1854 at... Uh, Buena Vista, mm -hmm. and I think it's just a year or so later at Gunlock Munchie. Oh right, wow! But, but talking about like Bedrock Vineyard was planted around the same time, and then you know phylloxera, and then replanted in the eighteen eighties. Mm. I think. And you I mean, again, you know, the Chinese Bedrock um, does a better job of talking about. Well, Morgan's vineyard. doing that whole. But like, for sure, that would have been Morgan and his. That would have been that time. 
Well, I don't know if it's Morgan and Chris or Morgan and some other people are doing a thing like exploring all of the vintage grape varietals and like the heritage grape varietals. Do you know if they're also, as they do that, building out where they come from and like the history of their plantings? You know, there's doing? photos, there's stories out there. Like, please reach out. I, I want to I, I, I wanna research this and, and tell the story the right way. Um, I'm sure so many of you, like, yeah. you know, we could piece this together. Well, it's super important, A, to tell the story, yes. and B, so that we can have the dinner where we eat the Liberty the Farm. <laughs> <laughs> and duck and also, I do think, yeah, it's, it's super intriguing, and it's, it's something that, um, as a resident of Sonoma, uh, who knows a lot of people in the wine industry, like, it's a really amazing story um, to kind of shoulder the mantle of responsibility to tell. Um, and it's also, you know, a point of difference for what is, I think, the greatest wine growing region in America and Sonoma. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, let's be real: the wine industry in general doesn't do a very good job of talking about the people who work the hardest and deserve more credit than just about anybody else. Wait, Brad Pitt doesn't work in a vineyard. So, you know, I'm talking about uh, migrant labor mm -hmm. forces and Brad Pitt, who need more credit <laughs> and more recognition in what they've done in the wine industry, for sure. I mean, <laughs> maybe not so fair, much Brad like Pitt. any artisan industry, you know, fashion included, like the focus is always on the smiling face on the label or in mm -hmm. the ad. And it, there's very not little told about what happens and how it got there. And not only that, the situations that caused it to arise and the aftermath of what happens with that production. Exactly, um, which is a great um, foray into mentioning about um, North Bay Jobs with Justice, which I had been wanting to, you know, get in touch with and figure out how what I can do. And then, um, you know, luckily I, I had the chance to meet with them. But they, what they do is um, represent, and they are they are the voice for so many um, immigrant workers that make the wine, uh, that grow the wine, and harvest and make, you know, um, that are in the vineyards. Um, where the the fruit comes from for all this wine that um, is being made here, and um, you know there's there's so many instances of n you know not the proper hazard pay through whether it's flooding, fires, smoke, excessive heats. Um, so yeah, um, hopefully we'll be able to um, bring more attention there. And, and um, I've been talking with them a bit, and I, I would really you know the the whole point of wine actually I learned is um mostly a vehicle it's like the fun happy medium to like bring people together but using that as a platform to talk about what's really behind it all um you know the environmental the social um equi inequity and and justices that um are behind it all which beautifully mm -hmm. um dovetails into the fact that makes makes it clear that wine is you know more than a lot of consumer goods and aren't because art stimulates conversation and it's a personal expression, but is also a vehicle for all of those things. And you know what's happened during this really important conversation? The domain uh, Mamaruta? Mamaruta has opened up really Aww. nicely. It's an absolutely beautiful bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Not curious about the other varietal in there. Oh. It's mostly Movedra, but what's that other grape? I've never seen that before. Um, oh, Macabu. It's just spelled different. Um, but so yeah, in France they spell it and pronounce it right. Macabu. Right. Um, but it, uh, I guess it's the same as Macabeo, which is what you know in, in Spain and everywhere else calls it. You know, M A C A B E O. Yeah. Um, but Macabu. So this is. Um, oh, I wanted to do a side by side for you guys with this, and, and then my and twenty one GSM. Okay. Yeah, I, I the first time I had it side by side was in the twenty two, my twenty two harvest. Um, 
I always, if you come harvest, we always have, um, you know, a proper French breakfast in the vineyard together, you know, where we stop and have coffee and, and bread and cheese. And so, yeah, I was like, holy shit, this, this, there's a lot of similarities here. And I never, um, yeah, I, I just never had the opportunity to taste them side by side and they're made very, very differently. So it's just, um, it's just a fun, um, you know, I guess luck of chance that like, or just kind of shows the, the style that I, I love, but, um, yeah, so this bottle that I got is, uh, the, it's called the Ratatouille, um, is the name of the cuvee and it's from 2020. It's 70% Mouved and 30% Macabu. Um, it's, it's an assemblage, which means that the two wines, one being red and one being white were, um, fermented and elevaged separately and then finally blended together. Um, but it's kind of special because this fruit is is white. Mm -hmm. So this is 25% white wine. 70, 30, 70, 30 blended in after, after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Fascinating. Um, so it makes me want to taste both of them separately. Yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> you know, to see kind of like how that Hi, gorgeous. what what they were like before they came together, because it's so beautiful on, a, you know, the final product. Um, but I also I'm just such a. Wait, is mine? He, oh, here. Um, Mavedra head that. Oh, but <laughs> I know. Head? Oh, that's a bad head. head. Oh, my God. That's, that's not a fucking T-shirt. Head. It's that about is to a Where's the marketing department? Uh, we have a 16, I'm writing that down. Yeah. We have a sticky note on my desk when we first you in came up with that. I've, that's not the first time I've come yeah, up with we, that. We, we've said Mavedra head before. <laughs> <Come> after, <bro. laughs> um, Did we date it when that happened? We just need to get this done before Hardy I was just talking about like my love for the Odellini and just more Mavedra. I'm a Mavedra head. I love that. I feel like it probably needs to be a steely the movet head. head yeah all right um, <laughs> make some hats oh this John's bottle is dying over there extra special to me because um although i wasn't there for harvest this is the 2020 fruit that the, this was the last vintage that i farmed and you, so you pruned these vines i pruned these vines I, I i gave them so much nourishment i i spoke to them and i sang to them i played my dirty old new york rap in the vineyards and <laughs> and not and our podcast, John. Like <laughs> These vines like listen to <laughs> they listen to some ODB and local experts. Um, <laughs> I feel like you need yeah. to do a playlist for your wines. Uh, uh, sure, absolutely. I would love to. This wine's so fun. It's it's making me think of like just summer, and maybe it's because we're in summer. But I'm getting so the much ratatouille. Like, no, yours. Oh mine. Um, oh my god. I mean, the it ratatouille is totally beautiful. Wait, totally changed. Oh, got like peaches. <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. Okay. Ratchetui. <laughs> um. That'll be four thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. So the side by side we're doing is the ratatui, which is, um, like I said, Muved Macabu, and then we're drinking it next to my twenty one GSM. Um, so you know the the varieties of the Roussillon which is what I wanted to work with, were uh, Grenache Blanc, Gris, um, Noir, Carignan, Mouved, Syrah, and um, we used some Muscat Blanc. Um, so when I arrived in 21, I actually didn't um, ever want to have a wine label. It wasn't something... I, I thought that I was going to show up here and find another Domaine Mamaruta, but in Sonoma or, you know, here. And it... Lo and behold, um, this was not at all like the French experience that I had. And I was pretty much culture and shell shocked. 
And I was like, oh, I, I thought it was going to be just like France when I got here. And it wasn't at all for um, so many reasons. And but yeah, mostly I felt like an Tacos outsider. Mostly it wasn't the same. You know, it was so American. It wasn't the same culture and, and lifestyle that I had been living and learning. So really, I just didn't want to budge for my values. And I decided that if I wanted it to be done the, the way that I wanted to hold on to that, I was going to have to build it myself. So. In the 11th hour, um, when harvest was already started, I decided to that I had to make wine and I had to source fruit. So I <laughs> I, I jumped on the internet at, and one night at four in the morning probably, I found Mr. Way up in Cloverdale. Um, and he had Bordeaux and Rhone bridles. And I, I chose the what I was used to working with. So the Grenache, Chirac, Mouved, and a little bit of Zinfandel just to fill it all out. Um, yeah. But I think that's going to be the secret to your success. And if you look at any artistic endeavor, anyone who like plots out like I'm going to be a painter and then like does all the steps and like slowly. But I think if you're just inspired and you're like, fuck it, I'm doing it and sweat equity and it's like I'm called to do it. And here we go. And you just throw yourself in. There's almost no way that it can't be pretty rad. Oh, my God. I I also I'm willing to eat those words based on, you know, anyone else I might meet in the future, but based on Coral, pretty rad. Aw, that's very nice. I, ever since I started, I've just um, kept diving in, and, you know, I'm definitely a crazy person. Like, who, I've never farmed in California. I've never farmed or worked with Cab, and right after my, few months after arriving, I, I decided to take this two-acre vineyard and, most people wait years to like, you know, make sure they know what they're doing. And I was like, I'll just take it now. Well, um, what's so funny about this? Insane. <laughs> is you, when I met you, I mean, basically the first time I met you was when we had just pressed our Adutet Rosé. Yeah, in the beginning. In the yeah. very beginning. Mm-hmm. And you were pressing out this. This is this is our little sixteen six hundred secret contribution to the Maison de Plaisance is to like make it for a for a better press run to fill the press out yeah we left the the pumice from the our Grenache the Grenache yeah in the press and then you poured this over and so there wasn't any like necessarily any juice left in there we basically were just filling out the press. You know, we were. I think what he's saying space. is you're gonna get an invoice from Phil. And, <laughs> oh, for uh, sure. If he listens to the podcast, there's gonna there's be a statute a of limitations. I think <laughs> no, that has passed. No, they're Italian. There is not a statute. Oh, okay. <laughs> let me tell you. Well, I did but, feel like it was a, a special part of the line. Yeah. But point being, not to big up us. Obviously, that's where I was going with that. But that day that I met you. It all seemed like you had this plan all planned out and we're totally firm on it. Like my Oh wow. The, and to hear God, I sort ca- of like I carry myself that where, way. Where you're at and where you were at. Um Aww, to the way that you like I think the confidence that you went into it. I'm just gonna imbue yeah. that to the East Coast. It's that like East <laughs> Coast New York thing. It's like, you gotta get up and hustle right. and fucking work and make it happen. And the reality is if you want something great, you've gotta I mean the same great. thing that it takes to succeed in the fashion industry. And to thrive in New York City is the same level of hustle it takes to be as amazing as Coral is right now. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to stand up for yourself, if you're not going to go get it yourself, or, or, you know, something I've like, if not now, then when, you know? Go for it. Um, I mean, I does probably shouldn't work this way, and it doesn't always work out, but I, I jump into a lot of things kind of blindly, and but that's just 
that's just the way that my DNA is wired, and some people have other um, methods. I think it's working out for you. You've got amazing wine and amazing dog. You work at an amazing restaurant, which is also our de facto clubhouse. Right. And uh, you <laughs> live in a The reason we have paradise. to keep working is so we can yeah. keep paying our valley, 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 valley bills. Valley tabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only reason I work is to fund Shumai's lifestyle. Um, <laughs> the life that I wish I had. But I did every. I moved to a ranch for her next to her boyfriend. Like, this is all for her. Did you ever find out if that was a rattlesnake skin, by the way? Yes. It is. Well, yeah. it wasn't confirmed. Or oh. you know, Well, I showed the you the picture. So, yeah, I went up to visit Coral um, and shoot some photos a few weeks ago. And she's like, oh, I found this snake skin. It's like a whole snake skin right outside. And I was like. Like a shed? Yeah, yeah, And I was like, that's a rattlesnake. And she's like, are you sure? And I have a picture of one that I found um, at Goose Mountain in Washington. That's like, I mean, this one has like the rattle and everything. But they looked very similar. And I just think about that as a guy who only wears thong sandals tromping around boots. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, you always do? You never wear boots? He learned Did the lesson the hard way. Uh-oh, what happened? When he wasn't allowed to go into the famed Tokolon Vineyard. Yeah, I had to go and buy clothes to his shoes. So now I, like every other male in, within 300 miles, own a pair of Blundstones. Uh, but I am reticent to wear them. Unless I have well, to. Because you got them a size because, too small. Yeah. <laughs> um, Listen. <laughs> Things swell in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> and Any, anything we can do to stop talking about <laughs> James's feet would be great. <laughs> right now, anything you got, Coral? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Get here, twenty-one. Start a label. Take on a two-acre vineyard alone to farm. Insane. Um, Please, someone help me. Well, um, if anyone wants then, the chance to learn getting their hands dirty, uh, Crystal <laughs> is all. I, I keep calling you Crystal, oh and I God. don't know why, and it's driving me. Who's so I have a friend, Crystal, Christy, man. that I also call Crystal. Who the fuck is Crystal? Um, <laughs> I say for Angie's sake, who the fuck is Crystal? James? <laughs> no. I've never known a Crystal. Oh, wait, I thought you have a really. Oh, no, you don't. Uh, but your friend, I have a friend oh, named that's Christy, Christy, yeah. But I call her Crystal all the time, too. I. So, oh. full disclosure, I think you're, I'm having a stroke. I think, <laughs> um, I, think you're just a, I think you're just a wook obsessed with crystals. I am. The quietest James has ever been. You don't... The shock and <laughs> awe of seeing yourself. I'm like... Uh, um, but you talk about it, you're, you're farming it alone. But the beautiful thing is, you're not really. The, like, videos and photos that you post of, like, uh -huh. the way you bring your community and our community together to go, and it, it's not... You know, a solo venture. Um, you know what? It's not. You want to know what's going on right as we're uh, recording this podcast? Our dear Sarah Ritz, um, our dear friend, she's in my vineyard right now, shoe thinning because she wanted to be outside with her dog. Seems and to give so a solid hustle going. I brought very what? Very the New Yorker in you is very evident. Very well, hard. no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I. Uh, you know we're we're such dear friends and i mean it you know what the the vineyard nourishes and feeds us um you know so much as it's reciprocal and it feeds me so much as you know being there and so yeah it's it's pretty awesome um i know i say alone well shout out to canela because she really was um canela who is ding Jack Spore, my three, my three dings for Canela. Oh, legs. Sorry, Jack. Wait, what? 
Well, Canela was my first. Canela is Jack Sporer's dog. Um, so she's our winery dog. And she was my first, um, my, my road dog, my ride or die. The one that otherwise without her, I would have been alone in the vineyards, you know, alone in the winery most days. And she, she rode with me and um, yeah, and we love her so much. So, um, but yeah, I do, I am able to rally, um, some really great folks from around the Bay that want to come and learn and enjoy being there. And I love hosting people, um, especially now that I live on the ranch. And so we can do some vineyard work and then have a really beautiful lunch together, um, right after, um, at my place. Yeah. If that's not living, I don't know what it is. Well, I think it's you taking that thing that you loved about France is just that work ethic of, you know, the two hour lunches where it's just community. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that was your actual experience there, but um, from what I've heard from several people is, you know, you work a little bit, you have a grand lunch and then you go right back, you know, just making it part of the day. Um, yeah. I want to dispel any misconceptions like that. Like, you know, we still work, um, in uh, France, we I was work. Say, Sam and I take two-hour lunches all the time, and we're well, not. Well, I, yeah, out. maybe, yeah. <laughs> you I'm guys aware. really embrace the the I'm Euro just culture. French, yeah. I'm just um, French, man. <laughs> so yeah, we definitely work long hours, some, especially you know when it's needed. But the difference is, is that we in France, or you know, from my experience in in Italy, they take the time to remember to enjoy life's like simple daily pleasures, like you know, instead of. Um, you know, sometimes here, you know, people have lunch real, you know, quickly in their car or at their desk. But like, it's just one hour to sit down and have lunch and nourish yourself so that you're ready to, to continue, um, you know, doing whatever your job is. But that moment in time to sit down with your coworkers where you don't talk about work and you just enjoy being like fulfilled and eating delicious things together um, that people here, you know, forget too often. There is do. also a subtle beauty to sit alone in your car eating lunch in the air conditioning <laughs> when it's 110 fucking degrees. Oh my god! I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, listening hey. to a podcast, maybe. Yeah. Or listening to you in my head all the time. It's insane. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like to be me. <laughs> food and and wine and dogs and you know vineyards are some of life's most basic luxuries. So well, I'm poking fun too, and I but I think what you're what you're hitting on here <laughs> is really important, and that's that. Ironically, too, so many people are like, "I'm doing what I love, and I'm doing, you know, I'm an artist, a winemaker. Uh, I mean, you can be a construction worker if it's what you love, but I'm so all in and so focused on it that that's all I do all the time and all I think about. And if you don't unplug and disengage and like actually enjoy life, it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not. And, and, you know, I suppose we should take a moment and appreciate the fact there are people out there who don't have the luxury of taking time out from lunch to do whatever because they're just trying to, you know, keep a roof over their kids' heads or whatever. But but if if you can, I think that not only does it make your life better, it makes your work better, it makes everything better if you take a moment to just appreciate the reality, especially in a place as beautiful as Sonoma, you know, where we're lucky enough to live in this bananas environment. Like, why not sit back and, you know, not become a grumpy, cynical old man like me? (laughs) Uh, America has this this American culture of a cycle that people get caught in. um, And it's a lot of like keeping up with everyone. So that's the difference I noticed, too, is, 
you know, in my slow transformation back into being American that I'm, you know, um, you just kind of have to acclimate and, and keep up. And now I do things that here that I would have never done before. I saw you pulling on a G wagon. um crg way but it's a different world so i get it like while you you know things but yeah we uh, people just get really caught up here and having to keep up Mm. well your posts are always so i'm always so envious it looks so idyllic and i can't wait to get out there yeah i i've all of this was strategic and then I, I forgot like that what I was working towards and then you know now moving to that ranch I, I like finally stopped after all this spinning and toiling and I was like holy shit wait that this is what I've been working towards for the last two years and I didn't even remember like it had gotten so deep and you know dark at sometimes and I was like oh yeah I, I was working towards this to, to have the the vineyard and live right here and um, it all like just uh it's what i was like you know aiming for and and i forgot through all of that hard work um and now i'm 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 really fortunate you know my days off just because it's right there it consists of picking flowers um because carlos and rachel have a flower farm on our property i've got puppies around me i'm drinking wine i'm painting and we're running through vineyards like that's just my day off now and it's it's a beautiful life and i'm really thankful correct me if i'm wrong you have a spare bedroom right (laughs) asking for a friend (laughs) well we can all like set up tents on this it's a nine acre property yeah you've obviously never seen me try to set up a tent yeah (laughs) a trailer somewhere out on the i was gonna say i would offer to come help you with your vineyard too but then you're gonna need four more people to fix that (laughs) can we we actually talk about the vineyard a little bit and just sure uh, because i know you know you uh were adopted by or adopted this vineyard into a fairly rough vintage last year uh between all the sort of natural challenges um and you know from that diamond in the rough you know came out with this this lovely you know carbo cab napa valleys can't be is it the only napa valley carbonic cabernet jasmine is Um, ashes and diamond doing one somebody (laughs) else has got to be doing it. no they don't have have. they have a cab franc rosé um but i have had a sparkling cabernet but i don't think it should exist hot trash um but uh no, this is lovely. Though. Wait, a sparkling cab that's nah. a traditional wine, or N- it, it, I think it was supposed to be like a rose, Sounds sparkling like rose. I think I had it at Bounty Hunter just because I was curious and like curiosity it's killed like the Jasmine. Yeah. Makes one. Uh, that, <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, but this is really pretty. I um my I was at a party at my friend Micah's house and she mm-hmm. she's a Pinot lover mm-hmm. and she's she's been dealt Cabernet. And she made, I tasted her cab and was like, I love that you made a, a Pinot-esque Cabernet. And she's like, that's what I was oh, going for. Oh, beautiful. And I love that you made this like really fun, bright, like this is so fun. This just makes me want like summer barbecue and like watermelon and like ribs. and Yes, like, barbecue full chicken. Yeah, totally. Like a little bit charred, yeah. but you know, still goes with, yeah. I don't know, like. We're getting lunch. Cucumber out salad <laughs> with Szechuan chili oil. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm really lucky that Elaine Chicken Brown is one of our dear friends at Valley, and so she gets to taste my wine and really um, is, is so excited too. So, but yeah, when she was one of the first people to taste this chilled carbo cab, um, her and this wonderful um, uh, Vivian who was visiting from Oregon who makes um, ram cellars. But Elaine was so cool. She's like. Um, uh, 
it's not hiding that it's cab. Um, it's like fun and flirty and playful. It still has cab, but it's kind of like, shh, I'm cab. Totally. Um, like it's all still there, <laughs> that same profile. I love the download. But like, you can just yeah. totally hear that in Elaine's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go. Well, especially yeah. with like the finish, it's got that like nice pepper. Like, uh, I love it. So. Let's, but let's talk about the, how's the vineyard looking this year after oh my God. a real, you know, the ample rainfall, a year of you being able to be out there and, and sort of direct pruning the way you want and, yeah. um, you know, no no frost, good oh growth, my God. decent set. I mean, remember, yeah. last, you know, you had all the challenges with that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, how's it how's it looking this year? Gosh, the anxiety that I had last year. Um, <laughs> but... I, yeah, last year, so the frost, in there's a, a dip in Level Valley, and, and my vineyard um, took a there. really big hit. Um, it was late frost after Easter. Um, I was, is this the snowstorm? No, this is 20, this is, 20, uh, this is uh, 22. 22, yeah. Uh, yeah, 22. Yeah, 22. Sorry, I wandered off. Um, but, yeah, there's a dip in Level Valley. I, I waited off. Um, I held off on pruning to prune late. Um, like, you know, I thought I could prune, like, closer to, like, I was doing it March, April um, in case of the frost that I had heard about. So that, that kind of, like, you know, saves you a bit um, if you leave the shoots long. Um, and then in after Easter, we got hit really bad with frost, and I lost, like, at... I don't know, like a third of my vineyard. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So in, in two acres, I ended up harvesting two tons, um, which is really, really conservative. Um, but this year, um, it's it's a totally different story. We had no frost. I had a, We had a very, very, very wet winter um, with like mild and cool temperatures. And... Um, yeah, every we we experienced a super bloom, a vibrant super bloom of everything. You know, the rattlesnakes came back. Um, they hadn't been in Level Valley in years, and now we've seen more than than they've seen in the past five years combined. <laughs> so that's a beautiful thing because the rattlesnakes take care of the ground squirrels and the gophers, and then I cleared out the vineyard, you know, mowed and weed whacked, and then I let the the hawks and the owls take care of the snakes for me before we could go back in. Um, so everything's back in balance. When I first got to Lava Valley and they told me that it used to be filled with rattlesnakes and then I was there, I'm like, well, where are they? Like, this is not right. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a beautiful thing that they're back. Um, I'm no longer scared of them. I, I welcome them and you just have to know, you know, how to, you know, be safe around them. Don't wear James's shoes. Um, Sam, oh, <laughs> no. did you get out into the fields up at uh, Pedroncelli? I didn't get a chance to. The berries, nice clusters, but tiny. You know, I mean. I, I think it's just a, a. No, no color whatsoever. I mean, yeah, nowhere no, near. That's kind of where we're at in this, this growing season. Well, I saw somebody um, post yesterday, finally, a purple grape. Already? Fi- finally. Oh, well, dep- where? I think it was uh, Jason Haas. So oh, down there. So, I mean, farther. People, oh. it's starting to pop up. We're seeing a little bit of veration happening in, in Zinfandel in, in the valley. Um, but that was, I mean, you know, you're probably a month behind where you were last year up there in, in oh, Lovell yeah. Valley. It's, I mean, it's a cold place anyway. Um, what are we? We're in 
It's uh, August. August. It's August. Oh my God! Wow. Right. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. What happened? You're, you're, Summer gone. There's no purple grapes out there yet, are there? No, not be. even close. Yeah. I did two uh, picks there. One last year, um, August fifteenth, and then September fifteenth. Um, you will not. So that's be, crazy. You will that not be picking it. August I will not be picking August fifteenth. Maybe Berjou. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I mean. I, I'm just learning, like I'm allowing, I'm letting this vineyard teach me and show me what it wants to show me throughout every season, throughout every week to week. And it's just been me trying to absorb. Um, it, it takes a long time, you know, people, I don't know, uh, people think that you can just automatically start implementing all these like, you know, practices, whether it's biodynamic or, you know, till every other row, but you, it takes time. You can't shock a vineyard. Um, so it was only last night, um, on a full super moon that oh, yeah. I got to do my first biodynamic, um, preparation in the vineyard. And I was so happy. Like Which one, the timing, do? I did horsetail to help me That's out. That's right. You were looking for a supposed to call me when you're doing things like this. Cause I have a oh. camera. Oh my God. <laughs> Shumai stuck with me like the champion she is. And that's why she got the farm eggs. Um, but yeah, we, I, I did we it. We noticed. Yeah. <laughs> as, as did we. It got an eggy <laughs> in here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Just sulfur. <laughs> I started, I started, you know, when it was cooler. Um, Cause really that's the best time. And oh my God, you start at like, um, I don't know. It was like seven o'clock. And then before I knew it, it was like pitch black. Um, and we were under the moon and she's, she stayed by me, and yeah, it was really special. And it was a stunning movie. Yeah, it was, it was, it was last in, yeah. incredible. Like that, I couldn't have timed it any better to have the infusion ready, and just felt really, um, really, really spiritual and really Do sacred. You bury anything in your uh, vineyard? Mm, no, eventually I would love to, but like I said, like implementing these practices takes time so i didn't want to do anything like wild to the vineyard yet i i wanted to watch and observe um and before me it was caleb leisure who was farming so he did a, a beautiful job um for a Kituri few connection there oh yeah yeah he's from the school of tony Kateri. school of tony Kateri. Mm -hmm. it actually was a, a tall other story but my uncle had a school uh before before the winery he was he's had a master's in education from USF or a degree in education and had like a special ed school in Marin in the seventies and early eighties. So the school of Tony Katuri, you know, say what you will, uh, he is he is an educator. Uh, you know, Sorry, first. Mm. You got me into wine. So he does good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh my gosh. So what's your winemaking process? Um, I know at Magnolia, there's a lot of zero, zero going on. Are you part of that? Or is there um, a certain style that you like to implement that you picked up in France? Or are you just trying something new because we're not in France? Um, well, this is having my winery is the first time that I'm like, you know, driving the ship or behind the wheel, like on my own. Um, my winemaking experience was working as, um, the apprentice at Mamaruta for a few years. Um, so like with everything, I'm honestly kind of just winging it, but, um, I do have like, um, a really, I feel like a very innate, um, connection to, you know, food and, and, flavor profiles and you know like developing the way that I, I smell and taste wines for so many years so I just wanted to make wines that I wanted to enjoy and I that I would drink and wines that would go alongside all the delicious food that I, I love so much so um 
I am not dogmatic in any way. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be zero zero. It just happened to have been zero zero for these last two wines. Um, if I was smarter or if I could go back, I would have added a little bit of sulfur to my 21 cuvee because the pH was super high and you know, um, all of this is honestly a learning experience for me. Um, I should have, um, but it's, you know, it's honestly like still really fresh. It just can, you know, do the whole roller coaster thing where sometimes it's not stable. Um, but I'm still really happy with it. I just think, you know, that my 21 is not a BTG by the glass, um, wine that can be open for days, but I do think that this chilled, um, carbo cab would be a great, um, BTG by the glass wine. Hint, hint. Oh, you wine directors out there listening. <laughs> Here's a question. I like the term carbo cab, though. It's great. It's got it a flow. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's got like um, some street cred, I think. There was a story <laughs> yesterday about an Australian wine that was zero, zero, but they were using a black tea extract in place of sulfur. Do you guys know anything about this? Oh. And the black tea was made in, from a tea field where they sprayed sulfur? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it was. I thought it was really interesting, and then I didn't read the article. I figured I'd just ask you about it, Thanks. Sam. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Thanks, <right>. James. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> Are you talking or smoking? Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it's the former, <laughs> pass that over. <laughs> going to say. No. Well, admittedly, I, I am now addicted to elf bars, which is so not... That's very very French of you. But, um, no, the French me used to roll my cigarettes, which was a little nice salad y, um, (laughs) little (laughs) loose tobacco cigarettes, um, that were organic. But, um, yeah, this is a little less uh, offensive. So, I have a question about the jewel and vape thing. Can we all just kind (laughs) of agree that smoking is worse for you, but way sexier than vaping? Uh, you know, sure. the, the jury's out on all that, but I'm, I'm sure that smoking pot is much better. The than sexiest it. thing you can possibly do as a human. <laughs> certainly better than the chemicals they put in manufactured cigarettes. Or manufactured cannabis. But, you know, well, it's I, homegrown only. Huh, it's only homegrown. Yeah. That's it. So okay. Anyway. I'll be quiet. <laughs> I thought you were going to see yourself out. We're painted in. (laughs) So, (laughs) painted by number. No, that may have happened here this morning. We're uh, doing some (laughs) touch ups ahead of our big parties this weekend. And uh, the painter, we had, you know, he's working on the back deck, you know, fresh paint on the, you know, the swimming pool back out there. And, uh, and then did some touch up paint on the front porch. Um, after our guests had arrived and settled into their nice. into their tastings, yeah, so we look and um, <laughs> so we're all hanging out now until the paint dries. So actually <laughs> painted into a corner. Yeah, yeah. we're well, actually really watching paint dry. Hold on, who, there's lots of wine. Yeah, who is your? Is it Jasmine? But you guys are the the mother of all events. Like you guys are always throwing events. Um, like for whether it's for for charities and raising mouse yes but you guys are uh, you have events constantly which is so lovely like you're really like uh the epicenter of the community in some ways but yeah bringing people we like the party who's coordinating all of this (laughs) it's a all of you it's a collab it's a a collab for sure it's not one person by any means james helps a lot sam helps a lot um it's Ryan mostly, and mostly I. my mom. Yeah. Sweet. Well, and then, oh, the swim social. Well, you had yeah. the ice cream uh, social no. the, the other cream, day. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, 
you know, I think that um, to do kind of the way that you're farming that vineyard, um, this is all better when the community is involved and together and and having a good time i mean um you know mm. we succeed by people coming here and buying wine and joining the club and we shipping it all over the country but mm. uh, we succeed um as people in this town when we have a good time together and and for good reasons you i mean it's, people it's, together. you know all the great food in the world wouldn't be enough it's why valley is so successful because it has that same you know every day at valley feels like a party um so you know i think that's it's accidentally intentional but also like, i mean one of like the things as an outsider and someone who just moved here a year ago one of the things that i love about sonoma um and particularly about 16600 and places like valley is the sense of community which a lot of places have lost and the and you know it's it's easy to lose your sense of belonging your sense of community and and that's when divisive things start and it's pretty rad um that you guys do so much but also i think there's an inherent responsibility that if you want to be part of a community to keep doing things that bolster community and bring pe people and like-minded people together because at the end of the day as we come into another fucking election hellscape um the only thing that's going to keep us sane is being around other people and not letting ourselves just go become ted kaczynski-esque or incels somewhere in a corner you know you got to keep yourselves out there and keep and learn that like just because the person down the road has different views than you like you can still hang out and have a glass of wine it's it's you know that town square effect is really important and, and you know soapbox moment i think that um in a lot of ways we are in the middle of a fight for Sonoma's soul, uh, from percent. you know outside influences and conglomerates and mm. people who are buying up this town who don't share the values that brought us here. Eighty properties and how many hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars? And you can f fill in the blanks. I don't want to yeah. wake up with a um, horsehead Christian, Christian horsehead in my bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably said too much. <laughs> If this is the last you hear from this me, this is going to be the second guys. one they edit <laughs> on both. Do, do we have a safe uh, word? Do we need a safe word? Um, but, but for real, the way that we maintain what we care about in Sonoma is leading by example, and you know, being the place where you know, if you hit us up for a donation for a good cause, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if I've ever learned how to say no. Um, to Jasmine Sugarin because she ends up doing the legwork on all of that. All the paperwork. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> hosting parties that aren't just parties but have a cause. Um, you know, well, the history of Stanley Mouse. Yeah. yeah. This one, yeah. this week was so, Stanley. Uh, you know, I, always I, heart and soul behind seems what like a you good guys are doing. Too, and say that, you know, one of the things, if you look at people who have lived to be like 100 years old, it's always the sense of community, the community around them that helps them. Oh, yeah. Community is inherent in who we are. We're pack animals, you know? And so mm -hmm. to be able to foster that and not just get lost to like a digital hellscape and swiping right or double tapping things is uh, the real life experience is visceral and important. Uh, I thought you were going with that that meme that I saw this morning that was a picture of Mitch McConnell like having that like on air uh, medical reboot. moment reboot and then also 80 year old uh, Mick Jagger next to him yeah, yeah. I saw that. clearly like 80 year old the, Mick the, Jagger the, next to him having his 37th child yeah exactly yeah. Uh, for clearly, my 80th birthday I'm gonna have clean, eight kids today clean living isn't it uh, so go to the party yeah that's the moral of the go story to the party go to the party September nice 17th the people around you at I mean, September 17th sounds cool, but also this Sunday, pretty epic day here at the winery. This is coming out like four weeks after the Sunday. Oh. Oh. 
at least it'll one. It'll be a good party. Yeah, yes. it's going to. Sorry, been, you missed you're it. You're really going <laughs> to wish you'd been there. You'll read about it in the papers. <laughs> Send checks to support uh, Stanley Muffs. Yeah, go buy donate. Go buy art. Buy yeah. art yeah. from the artists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great DTC. idea. Absolutely. Are you going to put any online? I mean, you've got a lot of art for sale this weekend. I don't know. That sounds complicated. Okay. I'm just glad to see my big one uh, Stanley did above the stereo in the main room here. Which one is that? The blue one. Uh, I think it's the anniversary one. 50th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're taking down a bunch of, you know, like the billboard, the, the, the Grateful Dead billboards and stuff that we have in here and filling up the tasting room. Uh, with new art that Stanley's uh, assistants are bringing in. Can we so keep it up through the month? They don't fucking let that happen at all. Yeah, There's it's like up the, to them. The prints, they left them for a little bit last time. But the originals, That's we don't, we don't have tracks. security and, uh, you know, uh, smoke detector. I mean, we have but all the, like, things you got that... Curry and Paul. Curry and Paul. <laughs> they, are, they are the smoke. Yeah, with this... <laughs> smoke and the detector. <laughs> Um, I just, I just love that we do events. Like I think the pandemic really showed us like how much we miss that. And it's, right. it's so fun. And like, it, this is this event that we're doing that would have been, you missed it. Um, <laughs> 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 um it's, it's kind of, you know, we did it. It was the first event that we did post pandemic, um, in July of 21. 22 21 21 and it was so awesome just to have all the club members together surrounded by stanley miles's art that mm. i've never even seen because you know we we talk about it with the book and the tasting room all the time and just to that was like one of the coolest days of work is i felt like i was working in an art museum and just well oh, yeah. and you know jasmine having run an ad agency then we did tons of focus groups and tons of branding and stuff the brand here is so real. I mean, you don't have to have somebody tell you what's cool and what you want to be. It's what you are, and that's so what makes Sam. it so genuine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it takes obviously it takes its personality from the Katuri family, Absolutely. which is of course is. I've always called Sam the de facto mayor. Of <laughs> okay. Sonoma. And to that, that point, you know, I moved here like I said a year ago to Sonoma in October. Every single person that I know. Every single one of them oh, no. is it's somehow right. connected to this place. Stop right blaming now. the dog. Oh. It's, that can't be her this whole time. No way. It's opening the window. I got We're it. learning that. Um, say. <laughs> eggs, farm eggs, and dogs the night before. Really? The day after. You what were you saying, James? Powerful <laughs> beast. Um, I thought that was my breath, so I'm actually really excited. <laughs> you guys are that. Um, or Bart's mic cover. I noticed it's more faded than the rest. Um, but, uh, but no, you know, I was saying that everyone that I, like literally every person that I know in Northern California, I met because of my connection to 16600 or met them here. And there's like three shades, you know, you talk about seven shades of Kevin Bacon. There's like three shades of <laughs> Sam Kateri or Phil Kateri. Now they might swear and take a swing at you when you mention shadows. their name, but also they knew who he is. Um, and, you know, as a guy who grew up in a town identical to this one, except we had the ocean and not, uh, not grapes, like it's impossible to find someone who doesn't have shit to talk about someone. And I've actually yet to run into someone who would talk shit about Sam. And I try. Oh, we killed them all. <laughs> all gone. Biodynamic preps. <laughs> I do have a neighbor who buries 55 gallon drums in his backyard all night long. So he's, he's on payroll. <laughs> What other you, biodynamic practices are you going to bring into your vineyard this year? Um, <laughs> bring it back. I'm bringing it back. It's been the human Adderall. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, 
so I don't really know how I feel about like gas powered mechanics. This is the first in France. I, you know, everything was really done by hand. Like instead of weed whacking, we were hand hoeing. Instead of um, mowing the lawn, we had cows. Um, and a lot of this like takes so much work. And then, you know, instead of a gas powered backpack sprayer, it was the, you know, the, the silly pump one. Um, but I've learned, you know, here because of, I don't know, just the way like timing is and like having to get all this stuff done and what everyone else around me does. And I'm trying to take after, but it brings a lot of noise pollution into Lovell Valley. And I don't like that. Um, you know, the owners of my vineyard are, were like really specific about having it perfectly manicured for, cause it's their showcase vineyard. And so I was weed whacking all the time and it just brought, it like disrupted the Valley. And I, and I'm like, this can't be nice for like the baby birds and you know all the animals that live here um and um wait what was your question oh so um eventually instead of it's, it's us off track today instead for of sure. um you know the weed whacking i would like to get back to hand hoeing and, and hopefully gain back my my toned arms but i would definitely need help for that it's it's a lot of work two and acres then, of hand that's yeah but it's it's possible with, if i had a team um and then instead of um mowing i would like to bring in some sheep um to to be the lawn mowers um, and they could take care of like the the grasses, the weeds. It gets crazy out there, so crazy. Um, it, it turns into all this oat and wheat. Um, it's like a jungle. Um, and then right now I've got some nettle and some chamomile. Um, those help with kind of just uh, bringing you know good bacteria in there and um, you know keeping things clean um so yeah uh, it's just a step-by-step thing i'm just really happy i got my horsetail in um last night to help with a little bit of the powdery mildew um yeah and nice well still learning at least you live in a city that has an ordinance against uh gas powered Mm -hmm. blowers (laughs) so that's that's only city (laughs) limits though it's that yeah it's only city limits i I will say that on cape cod starting in the beginning of april until the end of november all you fucking hear are those ghostbuster backpack blower things and it used to make me like actually enraged for days at a time and i love living somewhere where you can't do that i used to fantasize i I am not a gun person i used to (laughs) fantasize about driving around shooting those things with a 22. (laughs) i hate them so much it is so nice that you don't hear them um in this gorgeous valley um, but it was like eight, nine o'clock. I'm sure like that's terrible. Right. Um, and then I, I mother nature is so crazy. Like somehow through the spraying and the, the gas noise, I could still hear those baby birds in a nest in one of the vines. And I stopped. Um, and, and I just, it like blows my mind. Like, how could I have heard that? And, uh, you know, I've also with a weed whacker on, I was able to hear a, a rattlesnake one time too and stop. Really? Yeah. So, somehow she still reaches out to tell you whether to be watchful of them or, you know, mind them and be careful. Um, but yeah, hopefully, um, because of Carlos and Rachel, where I live, um, they're, they're farming just incredibly, but in, we'd like to be planting our own, um, horsetail and nettle and chamomile, all the herbs that we want and need, um, to do biodynamic preparations, um, for the, the pro the vegetables, the flowers and for the vines. Awesome. Yeah. So we can just grow it all in our um in our on our property well i appreciate the lack of noise because i'm hiking a lot at the moment and i 48 days straight 
Today's 48, yeah. Um, Ooh. Uh, I missed two days, so 48 and 51 days, 48 hikes. Um, but there's a, there's a definitely, like, when there's stuff going on at Hensel or in um, the Shamazal where I'm hiking, it's, like, it kind of takes away from the experience. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, yeah. you know why I like to work out outside. It's quiet. You're one with nature. We live in such a beautiful area. So I really appreciate that you're taking that noise pollution into account because it it does matter. Thank you. We all need just more Monarch tractors. Yes. More more electric tractors. Those things are so crazy. (laughs) Do they actually haven't been in the vineyard while it's operating? Do they make any sound? Uh, So I only saw it working once when I was out with your dad. Um, And... No, I mean it, it was definitely exponentially quieter than a regular tractor. I mean, there's still like the implements but, yeah, and the sounds. Yeah, things were like, happening, but it was. It and was you were a there lot. with Phil, so nothing was. Quiet. I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I didn't <laughs> Phones say, were ringing. Didn't want to say. F bombs were dropping. Yeah. <laughs> so before we like, if we're getting close to winding down, I had some questions for you guys okay. because this is my favorite part of the show. Um, when the yeah, when I'm, the gonna, I'm gonna questions. Questions. I'm gonna flip the microphone. Questions. Um, but yeah, I, uh, these are kind of questions like human interest questions that I love to ask people. And I think it's really make lovely to, to learn some more about how you tick and all right. Okay. Question number one. Um, but I, I want all of you to answer because okay. I want to know this about all of you, my dear friends. Um, well, the first question I love to ask people is who are your top five dinner guests dead or alive? Oof. Depends where we're eating. Elaine Chuck and Brown. <gasps> <laughs> yes, that's a great one. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain. Um, I have two club members up in Seattle that I want at every meal. Um, Ever the yeah. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I, Wine writer, club member. Yeah, yeah. seriously. This is my <laughs> life. This is shit. my <laughs> life. I don't know. This is what you know. It's what I do every day. <laughs> she's the reigning. I just think of who I want to like be around yeah. at dinner and who's going to eat who's going to eat the things I want to eat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And drink what you want to drink. Yeah. Sam, do you have any? Uh the Ob- uh, five I'm going to expand the five cuz it's <laughs> it's the Obamas. Great. Oh, great. Yeah. The Currys. The Cur Oh. Yeah. S- Stephanasia. Uh, Riley Curry. And yeah, the kids. That's sure. what I want. Family this is a, a all ages dinner. Uh Maybe that's not a good idea though. Uh, Bourdain for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joe Miami. I don't even know. Joe that. Miami was the guy who but was no. the farmer at Monterosso, uh, oh. who was one of my dad's first mentors in grape growing and taught him about like spreading cover crop during oh. the off hours during harvest to capture the you know the fall the inevitable fall rain to get germination to preserve your topsoil in the mountains. Um, so Joe and his oh. and his wife, um, that's pretty good. That's all. That's all I got. Is Joe Miami still around? No, Joe. Oh. He was. I mean, he was old when I remember him. Oh wow. Briefly in what the in name. the eighties. No, t- straight out of Central Casting. Um, <laughs> there's a, that, I'm sure. Have you ever seen that video 
that sort of circulates around of a bunch of people picking at Old Hill. Oh, you guys 70s. have shown me this on on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on cell phone. Yeah, um, it is an Arden. The only pl- the, it, everybody assumes is Arden, except for Arden denies that it's it her. Looks like it's the judgment of Paris. Totally, like, it's the judgment from that of time. The, d- the dirty judgment of <laughs> the judgment of <laughs> Glen Ellen. The, back to the, the judgment of Glen Ellen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Joe Joe Miami makes uh, a cameo in that uh, in that vin- I, I want to see that video like for real. It's a secret. It's the Worst kept secret in Sonoma. That video doesn't. Dinner guest. Wait, James? can I, I actually have a quick question? Who's the keeper of that video? Is it Will Buckland? Yeah. Why is it under wraps? I well, know. I only ask because I know that whoever has I, the video is I, the I, one who won't let it get out. I think it's. So I need to know who to get to. Gave that video to Will, but he also whoever gave that. I don't know the source of it, but they also gave it to. Um, to folks at Reprieve. Well, there's like ten. I've seen this video yeah. in like ten. Different and I have it on spots. my phone somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, um, but I don't know. I don't know. But what I want the, the source so that I give permission well, to a, use it. It's like an investigative wow. journalism oh. episode. It's like, why is it Does, so heavily vaulted? Well, it just builds the myth. Oh yeah. Right. And everybody wants to see this video now, but you can't. I've seen. It's on Instagram <laughs> somewhere. It's been on Instagram. I've definitely seen it. It's been on Instagram, and actually, a local winery here, um, like six months ago, used a clip of it in an Instagram post, which I was like. All right, motherfucker. Now I need to find out where it comes from so we can use it. I mean, um, oh. I don't know anything. For sake. So it's out there. Dinner guests? Man, um, this is so. Uh, Who do you I've actually dinner had with? dinner with a lot of the uh, idols that I would want to have dinner with or drinks. Star, and, uh, star, I don't know. Star, star, the James Joyner name I got my glass ready. You actually probably don't want to meet your idols. Especially don't want to watch them chew with their mouth open. So I'm going to go with, I think my ideal dinner would be like, there's like three or four people on the East Coast that I would love to get together with some of my new friends out here. And that's the dinner I would like to make happen. I would like to bridge that gap because I think that would be pretty fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Wait a second. Who who who's like some of the these rocks? We're not doing okay. that. Okay, all right. What about you, John? <laughs> That's what the point of this was for. Uh, for me, it would have to. I, I share the Obamas, and then I would get Ansel Adams, and, <gasps> and I would get uh, Paul and George from the Beatles. Oh. All right. There you go. I'm going to jump in, by the way, and plug a local. So the Scott Nichols Gallery on the other side of the plaza here actually has a show of Ansel Adams' works, Ansel Adams of Wine I Country. Heard that. It has original darkroom prints by Ansel Adams. Um, you cannot afford them, but you can go look at them, and they're here? pretty if fucking amazing. Anybody wants to right get me there. a $250,000 gift, yeah, that is I could tell you what photo. <laughs> But, like, Scott's place is it's, it's down this little alley across from La Salette and the Brown Cow. Chocolate Cow. Chocolate yeah. Cow. And how, it's, how it's really, like, this guy, it, it's like a who's who of photography history. It's insane. And the Ansel Adams images are fucking yeah. bonkers. You should go, go check it out. Go while it's there. Oh, we were just down in the city and, and at the De Young. Yeah. Saw that exhibition. It's great. Cooler. Beautiful. Um, if you had a friend from out of town. Wait, wait, wait. Jasmine. Okay. Jasmine's we, we, dinners? I, I would add Stanley Tucci to that. Oh, oh. I, good. I, I just. Someone's hall pass. I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I love watching his travel show. It's just, and I feel like we eat the same way and. I, I want to share a meal. Yeah. A large stand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Coral, you can't get away Next with that question. saying five minutes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. Oh, um, keep us on track. This <laughs> changes and evolves like throughout, but um, they've been on my list for a little while since meeting them. Um, Eric Asimov, the New oh, York Times wine writer, and his wife. I waited on them at Valley, and they were just so cool. 
um, so beautiful and just, you know, like I'd, the, I'd the ultimate New Yorkers that you want to like sit down and have dinner with. Um, she was even like when I served her this um, sparkling Cab Franc, the Chateau de Minière, because she had already had champagne and it was like by the glass and I served her and she, her eyes rolled in the back of her head and she said, this tastes like newfound love. Like they're just so real and amazing um, i'd like to meet his dad for sure oh uh, uncle Un- is uncle. that his uncle isaac asimov was yeah. his uncle okay yeah oh no way the oh, like, whoa, whoa. like famous science fiction really? writer realize the, that the ghost <laughs> of the machine. Yeah, yeah he's not the guy who founded scientology is he no that's no. l ron hubbard i'm just kidding All right. uh-uh. okay oh, he is lovely though right. i met him Qua- in question two. Oh wait hold on tupac and keith herring okay <laughs> oh. thanks keith um, i'll be honest i would go to that dinner yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Keith Haring, did the, all this like the, great, grateful. the great was like selling bootleg in lot the 70s, shirts. He was on lot selling shirts, and I know this because I read artnews.net. Keith because it's Keith Haring. It's and so someone showed up with one. It's like drawn with a sharpie on a shirt, and okay. it's worth yeah. um, if you can if you can prove that he did that, you have several houses, my I friend. Had okay. a but also print and make a cool graphic. Yeah. Um, what are the rights on bootlegs? Okay, this is Coral Show now. Sorry, James. Oh, yeah. Um, if you had someone visiting from out of town um, and you guys are all like true and tried and true Sonomans, what cool outdoor spot in Sonoma County would you bring them to? Like, what's the secret spot in Russian River? What's like, where are you taking them to show them the beauty of Sonoma? Bodega Bay. <gasps> And spuds, spuds, spud point crab co. <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. Crab cake or crab sandwiches and New England clam chowder. Oh, I get the Manhattan clam chowder. What? Yes. What? Oh my god, it's my favorite. I'm sorry. Oh my god, so you go to spuds from Manhattan. Eject. Eject. It's okay, Shuma. I'll protect you. No, no she said for you. It's tomatoes and garlic and goodness. It's fantastic. All right, I'll try it next time. <laughs> Give it a try. What's the secret spot that I should know about? No, I'm just I'm gonna drive to Bodega Bay. Okay. Anything you, I mean, that's where Spud Point is. Right. But you know, you maybe you hit the uh, the casino. Whether <gasps> it's casino's great. Casino. Whether it's Mark Malecki's night or the Holly and Tolly show. show. Yeah. Uh, you know, drive out to the Bodega Head, out to the one of the most western points in continental, you know, United States, uh, and then rock. you know, yeah. play around to golf if you want. Uh, hit on sit on the beach, but also like. The drive out there, especially if you come from Sonoma Valley, the drive out there is sort of this like, you know, cross section of everything that's great about Sonoma County. The mountains, the vineyards, the coastal plains, the beach, the whole thing. So, uh, Bodega. I'm taking people to Bodega. Um, Let's go. James and John, do you have any secret places to um, share? I love it. Like the history of Gurneyville is amazing. Just the Avalas. The history of the whole place is so cool. Like, my favorite place in the world is Provincetown, Massachusetts, which is like the gay mecca and artist mecca of the East Coast. And oh, Garneville has a very similar mm-hmm. history. Um, and there's, it's just, it's such a sweet, it's just an amazing place to be. Like, I love the energy there. I love the little growth redwoods. Yeah. I love the Russian River. You know, as a fly fisherman, I think that's a pretty, pretty amazing spot. Um, also, the general store there has amazing sandwiches. So, um, they have a good pie place. And mine would be where the Russian River. Comes out into the ocean. Yeah. Oh, what is that, Jenner? Jenner? With all the seals, Jenner, Jenner. And, you know. And I understand that beach is where Crosby, Stills, and Nash um, 
well, they they had been working with the Grateful Dead, taught them how to do harmonies, right. and they used to sit there because they would play Monterio right around the corner oh, in that wow. Quonset hut, and they would sit out there and play on the beach. So that's where I would take them. All right, my All next right. question is for Sam. What do you wish to see for the future of natural wine and farming in California? Um... Well, truth in advertising, for one thing. Uh, you know, um, people assuming the natural wine title for wines that are not grown organically or using, you know, chemical pesticides or Roundup or whatever. Um, so that would be on it. Um, Transparency. But also, I... Um, the f dismantling the notion that quote unquote natural wine is stylistic it's not it's it's about the farming and the choices that you make um in the cellar to remove yourself from uh remove your ego or your you know preconceived notions of what the wine should taste like from the winemaking process and you know listen to the vineyard listen to the wine um so my f my dream for the future of whatever um you know m natural or minimal intervention kind of wine is is to to take it away from a style and put it back into the conversation about the farming which is you know what we we do here and and um you know it's a lot of really what you were talking about it's a 90 10 um you know issue yeah. good answer thanks thanks guys <laughs> All right, thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Any other? You got anything else? This is it, one of the few guests, John, who's come with her own notes, brought like notes it. to us. Has been taking notes during the show, probably to tell her friends, scare it, don't come back. Yeah, uh, stay away. Stay away, or listen to minute eight hundred, <laughs> whatever. Um, all right, one last question, Jasmine. What is your last meal on Earth oh, and God. wine pairing? What are you eating on death row uh, or, you know... And why did you end up on death row? No. <laughs> yeah. Who did you kill to get there? <laughs> um, <laughs> I honestly... My favorite thing about eating is being surprised by new flavors. So mm. I would want a, a chef to kind of create me. Honestly, if I could have my dream meal, it'd be something Jared had on the back of his brain for a while that he created from oh. Sante. And then oh, I would wow. want Brian Casey to do the wine pairing. Whoa. Me, that, that could be a fit. And especially them both knowing how particular and critical I am. Um, I feel like they could come up with something pretty amazing because they both know how much I love food. And I thought you were going to say omakase. Oh, that that's actually a way better answer. Oh, fatty <laughs> bluefin tuna. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, mm. tuna. Oh, toro. Oh, toro. And I've got to say um, French cassoulet oh. with a Bordeaux. The, that's could, beans and sausage, right? Yeah. Beans, <laughs> sausage, and duck. Duck. Yeah. Of course, you have to have the duck mm. canard. Escargot. Canard. Yeah. Duck confit. Um, yeah, nice Bordeaux. Give me a Chateau Margot. I'll do. I'll deal with that. Not a Petrus. Mm. It's a little expensive for my taste. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, it's your last meal, though. You know, okay, you're I'll not going to have to pay the credit card bill. Well, well, I'll take cash a, in that I'll, I'll take and a Latesh <laughs> and a Petrus, and what else? That's about it. Perfect. I'm not piggy about it. <laughs> Sam? Last meal. Uh... Carnitas tacos with a little tomatilla salsa Aww. and a Carnitas. bottle of Beaujolais. Oh, great. Because yeah. it, it would go well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like the really greasy Carnitas, you know, mm-hmm. I want it like dripping Dr- down my greasy. face. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Dripping down your Is elbow. Is Gatano open right now? <laughs> no, we're too late. We're too late. We should have brought it in before. Let me see where Costa's. James, what are you eating on <laughs> death row? I'd probably do an eventide oyster bar, uh, brown Ooh. butter lobster roll, <gasps> and then uh, well-fleet or Cthulhu oysters. And my head always wants to say a Palo Bea white wine, but that's been an up and down hill, so a I'm just going to go with pa- Palo, Palo Bea. Bea. I'm going to go with a 16600 Roussan. Mm. All right, better get them all the exact yeah, before Brian like sells them all. Two cases left. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Don't get on death row. Yeah. <laughs> what about Why? you? No one seems surprised that I was there, which bothers me. Anyway. I'm having uh, Thanksgiving mm. because yeah. sides. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's all about the stuffing, stuffing and the yeah. mac and cheese. Why do we wait one time a year to eat stuffing? I want Stuff I want it all the stuff. time. Oh. <laughs> and then um, if it's not that, then I want... Um, I want a Taiwanese night market food or Peking duck. I'm I'm still like pretty stuck on the Peking duck dinner at Valley. Yeah. with old general. Right. When, it, when is this yeah. happening? Well, it's <laughs> happening as soon as Emma and I do the the correct footwork in order to tell the history um, and the stories the right way. So we do need some more intel. Please reach out. Doctor Dave, uh, is it? What's the name of the dentist, John, whose office is next? Peter Meyerhoff. Yeah. So he would be a guy to talk to. He has the. I, I know this oh, yeah? only because there was an article. Uh, a few years ago about um, he was telling the story of what he assumed or described as the first winemaker in Sonoma who was an indigenous man, Uh, you know, only had a first name for this person, but he was the first person to make wine in Sonoma, and he's part of the historical society. So if anybody's got the story of um, he would be a place to start. He'd know know about the Chinese cave, too. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he would. He's the guy. So it's a place to start. Doctor. Also, he's like saying the Cinema Valley Ventner should really be like getting behind yeah, and pushing. If anyone do we know anybody there. So weird. Yeah, no one. <laughs> Bart's, Bart's not here today. Robin. So we can call him out. Robin's there. Yeah, Robin's there. She just took over, right? Who was here drinking beer? Sebastiani, yeah. Yeah, so uh, she's better. great. That's going to be a great addition, isn't it? Uh, well, do we have any shout-outs that we need to do? Uh, if you are listening to this and you haven't bought your tickets for September 17th yet, that's the Grenache Day celebration with Catherine Russell uh, headlining Tony Saunders' uh, opening act, Mike the Baker and Fiorella Burton doing food. Oh, uh, and, you know, out back out there at the uh, the Denmark Street Barn. Oh, my uh, God. 200 people, Grammy Award-winning uh, musicians, uh, epic night of musical uh, history. Um, if you don't have tickets yet, to get the it might be too late for you. Oh yeah, we got the piano figured out. We got the okay. piano figured out. We got some. We have piano movers on. on they've uh, they charge the American Express card, so they better fucking show up with the piano. Um, 
So September 17th, get your tickets, Eventbrite, 16600 website. If you don't have them already, hopefully it's not too late. This is going to be the musical event. Uh, I mean, the the heritage of these two artists is completely fucking bananas. And to see them with 200 people in a barn with amazing food and wine, like, if you don't make it to this, you don't get to say that you like music ever again. So (laughs) that's on you. And it's a steal. Um, It's only $75 for a ticket. And it's just, it's, it's insane. Look at this. It's like we played One of it. my best memories in Sonoma, was many, but one of them was uh, that one time at Denmark Street when Marty O'Reilly was playing. Yeah, there. Holy moly. That The place, the vineyards. I might have made out with someone in the vineyards. <laughs> and, but Marty and, we, oh, we rode bikes there. Like Oh, you made a you fantastic just, reel. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you we, guys we loved really know your how reel. to bring us all together and... You know. Right. September 17th, you might make out <laughs> in the vineyards. I was say, <laughs> definitely bring your binaca and lip gloss. <laughs> Do they John still make binaca? No lip gloss. Somebody has to polish those wine glasses afterward. <laughs> She's been so good. Are you using rentals? Actually, we need to talk about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> any other shout outs? How do, oh, yeah. fuck, duh. Duh. Um, Coral. How do people buy your wine? Oh, um, well, I, I now have a website. Um, it's the name of the winery. It's www.maisondeplaisance.com. We just, let's just spell that for the folks listening at home. Yeah, I know it's like not the most marketable thing, but you know what? We've learned how to say and spell Tchaikovsky or Maison des Ardoisières. Like, we've gotten by. So, I'm not, I don't want to, I never, I didn't want to dumb things down because that's, like uh, offensive to you know everyone like you can do it maison de plaisance is maison which is m-a-i-s-o-n-d-e-s and plaisance is p-l-a-i-s-a-n-c-e-s um but you can reach out to me there you can buy wine there um the unique problem i have right now is that i've I'm backed up on orders that I have not yet been painted. Um, and then my new um, cuvee has yet to, I can't solidify the label. It's it's still TBD. Um, or, it's an artist's um, problem. Huh? It's an artist's problem. Yeah. Like I needed another job. Um, and then, <laughs> but yeah, hit me up on Instagram. Same thing, Maison de Plaisance. Or coral wines because that's that probably easier to remember. Lots um, of Shumai content. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm in a lot of local shops in Sonoma. I got into my first San Diego um, shop and Vino Carta. Shout out to them and Patrick and his whole crew. They're so cool. Um, but yeah, they're waiting for the wine and yeah, they'll 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 keep having my wines. It's cool when a place like that has Domain Mamaruta and they'll have my wine side by side. It's Really special. Um, yeah. But for now, the only deliveries that will be happening, I, I really think, are shipping is hand deliveries because it's too hot. So um, New York might have to wait until the October. fall. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I just know. come out to Sonoma and visit for harvest. Oh September 17th will be a big party. That's the smart thing. Yeah. Dinner at Valley and then a, or maybe brunch at Valley on Sunday morning and then come hang out in the vineyard, listen to some music. Make out in the vines. <laughs> Jasmine, from you, anything? Um, we've got fall shipments coming up. So if you are not yet a 16600 club member, reach out to us. We've got some great things coming your way. 
And we are going to release a library wine um, that's never been tasted by any club members. So that's something fun to look forward to. I have no idea which. I, I don't know any of these things anymore. <laughs> it's all news to <laughs> me. Sam, you don't need to. It's all news to you me. You just to. be you. But it's coming from one of your favorite vineyards. <laughs> and it's one go. of my favorite grapes. All right, everybody. Everybody's taking selfies. <laughs> selfies. Uh, Coral, thank you for coming on here. We've been talking about this literally for like uh, two years. Yeah, so. about two years. And um, this was awesome, and we'll have you back. I like that you worried you only had 30 minutes of content, and it's been like two and a half hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love hanging with all you guys, my, my dear, dear dearest and all my friends. And you make love fantastic you guys. wine. Thank you. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Subscribe, review, review. tell your friends, yeah. but only the cool ones. That's Slide into the DMs. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next week.